In response. Welcome back to all know the Giant Countryman Robot Podcast, our DC animated movie verse in review, where we try not to bitch about DC as we go through this fucking reviews. Um all through this review. I would say we're failing at that so far, but not so much the past couple of movies. Well, see, we're, we, we are being critical on movies, but and like we said, we grew up on DC. We, we expect certain things from DC Comics. Well, DC Entertainment in general, and the live action side of things mm-hmm. pisses us off. And the animation side of things at times, yes, it does. Gets on my nerves. But what can you do? Not a goddamn thing. But anyway, let's start the rigmarole. Like we said, like I said at the, um, this is our. I do not count. All right, let me count. Let me count. <laughs> I think this is what our ninth or eighth. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight. This is the eighth DC nice. movie. Um, so we've been we, we've been Stanley going. We 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 can pat ourselves on the back on this one, yo. No, no, no clap. Okay, all right. I I, I get it. I get it. it, it it's, it's 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 fanfare, but not enough. All right. I, I get it. I get, no, 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 no. We don't need no sympathy clap, especially from the co-host. We don't need no sympathy claps. I see. I see you. I see you. <laughs> you bastard. I see. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! I can't. I lost the fuckers. <laughs> All right, so I'm going through. Before we started, I went through um, all the trivia for everything for um, for this, and we got some very interesting trivia, especially for some notable uh, voice actors. Um, but while I'm looking, for said. Um, trivia because shit deleted and my fucking glasses are all fucking smudged to shit and then I can barely uh, see out of one eye oh what shit what are your thoughts on Justice League Dark because uh, this is technically your first time seeing it right yes this is my first time seeing it so um, <clears throat> I liked it I honestly liked it I can tell you this I didn't know much about Constantine mm-hmm Going into this, even, and even, even if um, you haven't seen Legends of Tomorrow, huh? Or the, no. the TV show? No, not really. So this is really like kind of the first stuff I'm really like hardcore observing of Constantine. Okay. And wait, I think wait, I haven't, wait, 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 wait. You haven't seen the Keanu Reeves one? I know it exists. I have not seen it. No. What? Yeah. Wow. But keep going. <laughs> so, so I'm quickly find, uh, realizing that I think. Constantine might be my favorite fucking DC like character so far. Okay. Like honestly, I really I really liked it. I enjoyed seeing like the DC animated universe's take on like magic in general. Mm-hmm. And like how how it's being utilized in this. I actually really liked it. I, I liked Yeah, overall I, I liked this movie. There there was a couple things that, that kind of stuck out to me, but overall I liked it. It, it was very enjoyable. Okay. Um, for me, the reason why I enjoy, I enjoyed this uh, myself is because Matt Ryan, who was Constantine, um, is the voice of Constantine. This is technically you can count him as the now Kevin Conroy of the DC universe now. Because yeah, I, ha- I can see why now. He has his Constantine TV show that was canceled after one season. He appeared in Arrow as his same Constantine for one uh, for two episodes, and he ended up joining. He's now part of the cast of Legends of Tomorrow, currently, and he has his own animated um, Constantine City of Evil, um, and he has done just this Justice League Dark, and he has done Apocalypse War. Wow! So he is now the Kevin Conroy of um, in a sh- in this short amount of time he's now the definitive voice of Constantine okay if you really say anything about it he's the, defin- he's the live action personification and 
the TV, um, animated personification of it because, and and I'm saying this right now because it was announced not too long ago that Constantine is being rebooted as a movie. And I'm going to join everyone out there, and I hope y'all will too, campaigning for Matt Ryan to play Constantine. It, it, I hope it happens. Because that'd be really cool. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that would be really cool. Because it would work because Constantine, which people doesn't know, he's a universe hopper. So he can just jump to different universes. It hmm. is implied in Lucifer um, in the crossover, in the Crisis of Infinite Earths crossover in December that Constantine Lucifer hold on oh my god what the fuck ow Jesus splinters everywhere um <laughs> I got into a fight with Groot just uh just to let you know cause he he, he was on our DC turf we're not <laughs> doing Marvel yet Groot he walked up talking about I'm Groot and I was like I couldn't take that shit sitting down yeah I couldn't take that shit sitting down man it's, it's Green Lantern land son <laughs> And brightest day, motherfucker. Um, but seriously, I would say on the normal GCR, what happened? Like, oh wow, I got all this wood on me. Good phrasing. Um, <laughs> if y'all haven't seen crossover, spoiler because it's we're in the middle of twenty twenty. I haven't seen it. The actor who played Lucifer appeared in one episode of the cross of the crossover and. They got him back, which is fucking cool. And it's implied that Lucifer takes place at least two years before Arrow. Two yeah. years before Arrow. Two years before. It's set two years before Arrow. So wait, season one starts off two years before? Or is it like the, the entire the, the story the is entire, about? The entire of the show. Oh, okay. So it's, it's set sometime. Actually, let me take the two years part out. The the exact moment where Constantine, Diggle, and Oliver's daughter meets um, Lucifer, that takes place before um, two years before the show of Lucifer, because Lucifer okay. is a womanizer and all the shit. I mean, come on, he's the devil. He's gonna be a womanizer. But um, yeah. it took the that part of the crossover where Constantine was meeting with Lucifer took place before um, the show of Lucifer. But Lucifer in itself, um, it's just very convoluted. It will take a whole entire episode to to talk about each pocket universe of the DC TV verse. But Lucifer takes place technically concurrently with the Arrowverse, but in a separate universe that Constantine has has jumped to before. Okay. Um, what the movie got right, what the TV show has never done, and I don't know if the Arrowverse ever is going to do it. If you remember in Constantine the movie, Peter. Well, yeah, wait, no, you haven't fucking seen it. Um, Peter Stolmeyer. Um, if you type in his name, you'll know who he is. You're just by looking at him, he played Lucifer in it, but a very in a di very different way um, of we seen Lucifer um, portrayed so far right now um, on the TV show, which is more comic book accurate. But I digress. <laughs> He has said, Lucifer has said, and I, I, I would love to see this uh, with Matt Ryan and the actor who plays uh, Lucifer. Lucifer wants um, Constantine's soul in hell. Lucifer is still the devil. Constantine still has done things that constitute why his hell should be put, his soul should be put in hell. Yeah. So, that's just a little side tidbit. But, um... Interesting. Yeah. That's the bright spot of why I like this movie. Um, they could have just used. They could have. This is based off the Justice League Dark comic books um, for the D, um, DC Comics. But in this place, this is a bit of trivia that I know as a comic reader. Wonder Woman is part of the of the Justice League Dark team. She's Techni she's technically magical based. Oh, uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. No, that makes sense because her father is Zeus and her mother's Hippolyta on a on an island of Amazons. So Wonder Woman technically has godlike powers and her, all her weapons 
and her lasso are all enchanted. So I would just say that I, I would argue that that technically is in magic that could be classified as like, you know, uh, like angelic, whatever. Like, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I feel like if you're relating like God and magic stuff, I feel like those are two separate power sets for some reason. But that's just me. Yeah, this is, this is, this is someone who's um, <laughs> read the comic books longer than you have. Um <laughs> Okay, I'm just stating an opinion. <laughs> um, I forgot this is the internet. Yeah, this, this is the internet. I just, I just, just pulled off all these um, mansplaining fuckboys. Um, but in all seriousness, no. With um, being someone who's did art history, hell, we both did art history and looked at um, Greek history. When you look at Greek gods, Norse, myth- Nor- Norse mythology, hell, Christianity, Catholicism, and all this shit. Each one is, in a way, display when they're in in the comic book contest. They're displayed in different things. Um, there are people, and here's the thing: like us, there'll be like us in the comic book where I say no, it's magic based. Where you say it's more faith based, um, quote unquote magic. Um, the you know, the art, the technically argument we're having, there is also have it happens in the, in the comic books as well. So. <laughs> we, we, we're no different we, we just we we just did a live action representation of people arguing in real life and in, in the comic book world in real life take that out what you will but um <laughs> one woman was part of the justice league dark team um originally and amethyst um there's a dc short for amethyst i'm gonna let you tell you out here i did not know how to fucking pronounce amethyst until oh, that fucking dc short what did you what did you think it was I don't. I see the word, but I didn't know how to fucking pronounce it. Hmm. <laughs> it's like Eobor Thong. You see it, but you keep on going like, how the fuck you pronounce that shit? Yeah, it's like, how do you actually say it? Eobor? When you hear Eobor, I'm like, alright, where's the extra R? I'm, or the <laughs> extra O? When, every time I'm like, alright, fuck it, alright, that's how I was supposed to say it? Alright, it's, it's, it's said what it said. But, um... Let's just start right into it. Um, Justice League Dark came out in 2017. Um, it was it's featured the DC team of the same name created by Peter Mulligan and Mikhail Janin. Um, this is technically in the overall DC animated movies. This is the 27th um, DC animated feature. But this is technically the 8th in the overall... Um, of the animated movie universe. Um, hmm. It does has a direct sequel, and that is something we're going to get to real soon. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Um, if you want uh, more from Justice League Dark, I would say start off. It started off with um, Constantine, Dead Man, um, Zatanna, um, Etrigan, and Swamp Thing before Amethyst and Wonder Woman came into the fold, and. Um, um, Zatanna's brother, Zatara. <laughs> um, this movie was directed by Jay Ovalia. This is his ninth DC animated feature that he has directed. This is produced by um, Sparehead over this DC animated movie verse, James Tucker. The screenplay is written by Ernie Ad, um, Adba- Adbacker. I want to say Adbacker, but it's Adbacker. And J.M. DeMatisse. J.M. DeMatisse. Um, I know you're probably thinking like, wait, that name sounds familiar. Well, yes, it is very familiar. Let me pull up his contributions to the world. <laughs> like the entire world. He has um, written Mr. Miracle. And Big Barda, he is he he succeeded Jerry Conway in writing Spectacular Spider-Man in 1991. He's written Doctor Fate. He is responsible. Well, he took over, but he's technically responsible for the Clone War saga and the apparent death of Aunt May during issues 330, 389, and issue 402, issue 406 of the Amazing Spider-Man. Wait, so. Wait, how is he behind that? <laughs> Here's the thing. When you let's okay, let's good example. Thank you for asking. 
let's say you created a saga that you wanted to do, but you can't do it. You you have to go on to do something else. I go and I look at your 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 Bible of what you had planned out, and then I I do what you exactly what you wanted to do, but I put my own spin on it. Okay. So technically, you won't be getting the brunt force of um of hate. Who will get the brunt force of the hate? Me. Yeah. <laughs> and you get off scot free. Huh. Which I'll be like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll be like, nah, 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 he created this shit. I just, I just came in and, and wrote, nah, motherfucker, you created the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has also written um, for, um, for other animated series. Um, the Adventures, uh, well, this is live action. The Adventures of Superboy, The Twilight Zone, the 1980s incarnation of The Twilight Zone. The Real Ghostbusters, Justice League Unlimited, Legion of Superheroes, Batman Brave and the Bold, Ben 10, Ultimate Alien, Symbiotic Titan, which is one of my favorite shows of all time, um, by also um, created by the legendary Guinea Tartakovsky, um, and Teen Titans Go and Marvel Spider-Man. Hmm. Damn. And he also co-written Batman vs. Robin, which we recently, and uh, Batman Bla- Bad Blood, which we also re- recently just reviewed which i recall very much enjoying actually and in the upcoming review he also wrote all the episodes which was compacted into a movie constantine's city of demons oh i think we should include it we were having a debate about whether to include it or not right yeah i think we i think we should and that's me being biased about i want to watch more constantine yeah um (laughs) This musical score was um, scored by Robert J. Kroll. If y'all want to know who he, if y'all, if that name sounds familiar to you, and it should, Robert J. Kroll scored all five seasons of Angel. Wait, he what? All five seasons? All five seasons, and part really? of, and also part of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. Dude has a prolific career. Um, his list is a little bit too long to get through. I just picked out Angel and Buffy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the cast for this movie to get you right over right after going. Matt Ryan is John Con- returns as John Constantine um, from his time from the 2014 Constantine TV series, his time in Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow which he was currently doing at the time he was doing the voice of Constantine here. Returning as Batman, Bruce Wayne, Jason O'Mara, um, Camilla Luddington as Zatanna, Nicholas Totoro, brother John Totoro, um, oh. as Boston Brand, Deadman, Ray Chase as Jason Blood, Etrigan and the Demon, Roger R. Cross as Alec Holland, Swamp Thing, and John Stewart, Green Lantern, Colleen Villard as Black Orchid, in in Enrico, there we go. Enrico, <laughs> call um, call Antoni as Felix Faust. Jerry O'Connell returns as the voice of Clark Kent, Superman. Um, Rosario Dawson returns as Diana Prince, Wonder Woman. Alfred Molina, Doctor Oct- Doctor Octopus himself, and also um, frequent DC contributor, uh, voice contributor, and Marvel contributor. Alfred Molina, he has done a lot. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, he's <laughs> Destiny. We have Jeremy Davis returning to prize his character as Richie Simpson. Uh, more on that later. Um, J.B. Blanc as Merlin. Also, Aber- I- Abig- ah! Abigazar. <laughs> if I'm having a problem with it, I'm pretty sure the actors had a problem with it. Jeffrey Vincent Price as Wrath, Fred Tescatore as Gas. Also have a non-speaking cameos. We have Martian Manhunter, Hawkman, Christopher Gorham's Flash, but the Flash wasn't. Um, he wasn't. Um, the Flash was used, but they didn't give him any dialogue. Um, so the grunts that you hear the Flash do, that's Christopher Gorham's um, recorded audio. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's like it's the grunts, you know. Yeah. And Aquaman, also the same actor, Matt Lautner, did not return. 
they just use pre-recorded audio from his grunts. Okay. Um, trivia. A ver. So Roger Cross, we mentioned that he's the voice of um, Swamp Thing and John Stewart. He was also for three seasons on Arrow, Detective Lucas Hilton for three seasons. Huh. He was also he's also a voice actor in numerous video games, most notably Fallout New Vegas as Ulysses, the Lonesome in the Lonesome Road DLC, and the Biological Research Station Old Wounds Blues DLC. Cool. Um, he also has done Call of Duty, um, um, and both infamous games. But um, both infamous games, he was just pedestrians. But his most notable right now is Justice League, which we, we just um, about to read, uh, Justice League Dark, and Fallout New Vegas and Arrow. Nice. Okay, I can see why. I mean that that's like it sounds like he's had like a very involved career, but it's like obviously those have the most like public attention to him. Oh, well, actually, he's been in over from the time X-Files started to 2018 to its end. He has appeared on the X-Files over eight times as seven different characters. Wow. <laughs> um, he was in this show with Ian Somerhalder, um, like this this vampire zombie show that was on Netflix that got canceled after one season. I forgot what it's called, but he was in, he was in, he's been, he, he, he's been in a lot. This dude has been in a lot since 1989, since 1989. Um, Camilla Ludington, which I mentioned also, also, she, this is not her first time in a DC, any form of DC property. She voiced Supergirl in the now defunct Cry, Infinite Crisis MOBA, which is also known as Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. Um, oh, the one that no one plays? Yeah. She was Supergirl, the voice of Supergirl, but also since 2013, she's been the voice and mocap actress for Idol Software rebooted Tomb Raider Laura Croft franchise. Hmm. Damn. But that's not her likeness. It's, it's the And she kept on saying that that's not her likes, likeness as Laura Croft, but right. her, mo, her mocapping and her voicing, that's all her. Damn, that's pretty cool. That's uh, like she's, she's the physical actress. Like, like she, I, I think I've seen like interviews with her or something where like she's been when she was working with the mocap stage and stuff. They actually had they actually had to like recreate certain bits of the set, but like in basically in foam so that way she could recreate like the jumps and stuff. Yeah, sometimes they will use the actors to do that. Watching like Uncharted, um, uh-huh. they use like stunt actors for certain things that like Nolan North couldn't do. Yeah. Uh, more trivia. This is the first DC Universe animated feature film to feature Swamp Thing. He has not been in the movie since 19... 19- I have it right here. <laughs> Legit have it right here because I, I remember watching that. Yeah. I, I remember watching that movie as a kid. The first solo feature to fe- um, movie to feature Swamp Thing since 1989's The, Tr- the Return of Swamp Thing. Damn. Yeah. Damn, so that's shit, that's like 31 years? Basically, and then plus this takes place before that canceled Netflix, uh, DC Universe show. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been the first time. Uh, Damn, that's pretty crazy. I, I Because um, because you actually had lent me the DVD for this review, which mm-hmm. was a nice change of pace, I watched that that, uh, that Origin of Swamp Thing thing. Mm-hmm. That's the feature they had on it. Yeah. That was really interesting talking about like how how Swamp Thing started and then how it had been taken over by Alan Moore. Like I didn't know any of that stuff, and it just made me more interested to want to to want to learn more and read more about um, Swamp Thing, both in like the original run versus the Alan Moore one. Yeah, because um, Lynn Wayne, people keep forget Lynn Wayne created Swamp Thing and he also created Wolverine, so. He, he is prolific in himself. Like he, he gets overshadowed because of Alan Moore's run. That's that is the that's because Alan Moore introduced Constantine as well in the middle of this run. So, big ups to Len Wayne. R.I.P. <laughs> um, Justice League Dark is the second DC animated feature film with the R rating. Um, the second, the first is Batman: The Killing Joke. Right. I remember when that, that had come out, it was a big deal. It's like, look, this is the first one that's not, you know, uh, that's not PG-13. It's blatantly R. I mean, for the content, 
Yeah. And it made sense with how they made Killing Joke out, too. Yeah. Uh, that's a different talk for a different time. Yeah. Um, just as uh, John Constantine's character design is intentionally to look like the performer Sting. Um, <laughs> this animated film is, well, we already know it's part of the DC animated universe. I don't know why I wrote, I've written that down. At the 41 minute mark of this movie, I need to go back and watch it if you didn't see it. It's a blink if you miss. On um, the golden helmet of fate is visible on the shelf in the background. The helmet of fate is used by the DC comic character Dr. Fate. What? I did not see that. You got to look at the Easter eggs in the background. Mm-hmm. This is the first feature film to. This is the first film to feature John Constantine since Constantine two thousand five. Damn, that's the that's the Keanu one. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I mentioned before, uh, Matt Ryan previously played John Constantine in his TV series in twenty fourteen. And in the Arrowverse, in the first episode, um, his first appearing episode, um, Arrow, and now serving with the Legends of Tomorrow. Roger Cross also served, like I said, as a character in Arrow. Um, Constantine came in at the season five where they introduced mysticism into the show. Okay, that would make sense too, especially like, it'd be really hard to explain him without that. (laughs) Um, it, it also that season also explained why Oliver had one of those tattoos on his chest, mm. which okay. you find out it's a it's a talisman. Just a, a spoiler warning on that one. <laughs> um, the three demons who appear at the beginning of the movie are the sons of Trigon and the half brothers to Raven. What? Yep. And that's so funny too because I was literally thinking about that when I was watching the movie. Not the not if they were like the sons of Trigon. I didn't get that. But I was wondering, I was like, okay, so technically Trigun and Raven's powers are, are magical, right? Yeah. I was like, how I was wondering how these guys is their their stuff would compare to Trigun's magic. And it's like, okay, I guess technically it is like the same kind of stuff as Trigun's magic if they're his sons. That's crazy. Nope. Green Lantern John Stewart makes his first ever appearance in a DC original movie. Ooh. Oh yeah, I noticed that. I was just like, wait, where did he come from? Like, I feel like I missed something. Yeah, a lot of characters. I'm not questioning it, that's cool. But yeah, because they also showed a hot man at the table, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was just like, okay, cool, they're here. But what did I miss? Like, I know a lot of people was complaining about that. Um, like I mentioned before, Jeremy Davies previously played Richie Simpson in the Constantine TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh... Um, and also. Jamie Davis also lent his voice. Um, well, he portrayed the character twice in the first season of Constantine. His second time, he died. So this character is an alternate version of that character from the TV show. Oh, okay. Um, also, he's also um, oh, I forgot his comic book character name, but he's in the he's in the crossover featuring Arrow. Um, Arrow Flash when their powers got reversed. So, oh, cool. Okay. So he, so his cross, the crossover that he was in featured the first appearance, um, Ruby Rose as Batwoman, um, Betsy Tollick as Lois Lane, and Tyler Hoechlin as Superman. So, it, um, he was the one. So to end the first episode, we got to see in the crossover the, um, Monitor. Oh, damn, really? Yep. The monitor oh, showed um this is this predates um crisis. This like he lets you know crisis is beginning. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Like just just picturing that moment with the monitor and then everybody realizing what the fuck's going on is just damn. Here's the thing. DC fans will be like, "Oh, I know that motherfucker. He looks yeah, like exactly. a... But other fans will be like, Who's he? Why why are you getting why you getting jumping to joy for this shit? It's like you don't even know who the fuck the monitor is, man. You don't even know you don't even know the anti monitor, bro. Yeah. Um this one I found kinda interesting. Um the truck driver possessed by a dead man looks a great deal like actor Keanu Reeves, who played Constantine in the movie of the same name. Hmm. Um when Jon Stewart is affected by magic, he looks at when he looks at Batman. Batman looks like his nightmare Batman mode f- 
from Arkham Knight. Oh, is that where that was from? Because I was wondering, I was just like, the design seems familiar, but I couldn't place it. Um, the house of mystery that John Constantine bets during the poker game is the home base of Justice League Dark in the comic books. It is said he won the keys to it in a parking uh, poker game. Hence why he's in a poker game winning the house. <laughs> nice. Um, both Jason O'Mara and Camilla, Camilla Luddington both appeared in Grey's Anatomy. So, they did? Yep. We now have another Grey's Anatomy alum on this on this fucking crossover oh. <laughs> in this universe. <laughs> um, we mentioned before this is the eighth installment. Um, when Destiny threatens Constantine to tear you to tear your soul apart, the same threat is used by Pinhead in Hellraiser. Oh, I didn't catch that. No, sorry, Hellraiser. Sorry, Pinhead is in Hellraiser. Ah. Oh. I know Wait. some horror fans going to be like, it's Hellraiser, not Hellblazer. Hellblazer is the name of Constantine's comic oh. book. I know. I just realized I fucked up. Shut the fuck up, people. I'll be honest. I didn't even catch that. I thought you said Hellraiser. Uh, I said Hellblazer. <laughs> I caught it myself. Uh, I caught it myself before all the nerds out, well, all the nerds out there bitch about it. <laughs> um, There is a spoiler but we'll no, fuck. We're we're gonna review it anyway. Uh, I'm gonna give the plot synopsis anyway. Okay. <laughs> with the introduction of Justice League Dark, the main Justice League roster will expand with Martian Manhunter, Hawkman, John Stewart as official members, which we saw right off the bat. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, like, don't get me wrong. I was. It was really cool to see them because I did not expect it. But I was just like, okay, they're just gonna like flash that and not say anything, you know? Yeah, I know. They're not gonna address anything, like not even like a like an amount of time that has passed or anything. I know, I know. But, you know, I mean, I guess it's just too much to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on, I had something else. Damn, I lost it <laughs> because it tells you why off screen um John and how switch positions they're both um are protected of the earth sector um 2814 or 2814 um so they switched so how's off world while John is taking his place as the green lantern on the team Okay. Um, so that's the uh, that's one of the other reasons. Um, oh shit! Almost forgot. JB Blanc, um, who voices Merlin. Fuck it, I'm, I'm calling him Merlin. I, can't I mean, isn't he called Merlin? Technically, when he's given um, Etrigan, um, Jason Blood the Etrigan powers. Yeah. Um, he has appeared in a lot. He's in he's in Bleach. As Oramaki, um, Kom, um, um, oh fuck, I can't pronounce. Um, Sanji, alright, Sanjin. He's um, he, shit. He's a he plays over, and it says right here, fifteen different characters in Bleach. Damn, what the fuck, really? Yep, he's in Kogi Guys, Lulu's Rebellion R two as General Epson and Kolchak. Two different characters. He's in Digimon Fusion as King Wam, um, Waman, Ancient Volcanomon, and Pharaohmon. Damn. Um, he's in Ghost in the Shell, um, second get in one episode. Um, he's in Gun Sword. He's he voices en Enrico Maxwell, Cheddar Priest um, in Helsing. Um, he's in Avengers um, Avengers Assemble. He's um the he was the voice of Hulk in the Incredible Hulk video game. And he did the um the pinball machine version of Hulk. <laughs> really? Yep. That's um cool. he's a, also a voiceover director. So he it was voiceover director for Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham, Lego Dimensions, uh Mafia 3, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. 
and he was also the vocal the dialect coach for Nadine for Uncharted Four. Oh wow! Like what? Also, he his fingers in a lot of pie. Yeah, he voiced Bane in the Lego Batman games, but also he returned to play Bane again in the um, Telltale Batman game, um, season two of Telltale Batman. Dude, I still haven't played those. I've been I've been really wanting to. It's 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 very hard. He's also in League of Legends, World of War. He's in over. He's in the first Lord World of Warcraft, all the way up to his expansion to the Lynch King, Wrath of the Lynch King. Oh damn. He's in Titanfall 1 and 2. Um, he played Kingpin, the Amazing Spider-Man. And he played Ezio's uncle. Um, actually, no, he's not Ezio's uncle. He's in Assassin's Creed, Revelations, and Liberation. Um, Also in Liberation? Yep. He's uh, Ezio's... You know, he's, I said no. He's not Ezio's uncle. There was another actor. They miss the person miss uh, miscast it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, he's he's currently in uh, Apex Legends as Cossack. Alexander Knox is the alternate name for it. Oh, okay. Uh, he's in Arkham Knight as the Fire Chief Edward Burke, Officer Thrace, Officer Anderson, Sergeant Bodowski, and Harley Stuggs. He's in Arkham Origins as Bane, Arkham VR as a coroner, Batman the Enemy Within, like I said, as Bane, a dying man. He's in, like I said, Bleach. Um, he's, the Bleach video games, he, he voiced other characters. So, And he's in Diablo, and he's going to be in the new Diablo games as well. Sweet. Uh, Damn, he's got a lot of... Uh, that's a lot of range, honestly. Like. I know. Um, if you want to see how he looks, oh, he also voiced Alfred Pennyworth and beware, oh. and beware the Batman. So yeah, and I'm trying to remember, trying to remember what he sounded like. He's 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 naturally British. Oh okay, no no no, I, I'm just trying to remember the performance in general. Um, you if you watch Count of Monte Cristo, um, they had um. Oh fuck! I forgot the actor name who played Jesus Christ in Passion of the Christ. Jim Caviezel. There we go. Um, him, Jim Caviezel, and an eighteen-year-old Henry Cable all start Wait, together. Yeah, Henry Cable was in County Monte Cristo. What? At the age of eighteen, he said that was I've, his first movie role. I've seen that movie so many times, and I do not recognize him. I'm trying. Wait, what? Yeah, actually, no. Technically, he was seventeen. I'm sorry, eight. He was eighteen when he was in doing auditioning for Patrick Stewart's play, but he said he bombed it. That's why I oh remember the eighteen. He he said it was literally a year after he did County Monte Cristo at the age of seventeen, because he said he had to graduate early in order to do the movie. Oh my God, he was the son. Yeah. How did I not recognize that? I love nope. this. Movie. No one didn't recognize it until he started mentioning it. It's why people was going back to his back catalogs. He oh, had, my God, dude. Henry Cable did a movie with Bruce Willis, playing Bruce Willis' son. Um, and it's not a diehard movie. In retrospect, Henry Cable could have, as much as I like Jai Courtney, I think Henry Cable would have been the believable John McClane's son. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and plus, we get to see him and Mary Elizabeth Weinstead in a movie together since we'll never see Huntress and Superman in a movie ever. That's a shout out to you, see if you don't, if you didn't catch that. <laughs> in case you didn't. Like, motherfucker. You know what? Before I get, before I, before I get pissed off, let me, let me, let's, let's get on to the plot. Let's get on to the plot. <laughs> the plot was provided for to us from the DC uh, movie Wiki. Um... Big ups to those peeps, because I did not want to write this shit out. <laughs> I legit did not want to write it out. Um. Oh yeah, here it is. Fuck, it was on the wrong page. Oh, I'm a jackass. Oh, I'm a jackass. Oh, I suck. No, what? What happened? <laughs> what happened? I had the trivia page on another page. 
Uh, oh well, we already mentioned most of the shit already. Okay. <laughs> well, there is one in the scene where Constantine speaks to the pen to find Faust. Naboo, aka Doctor Face Helmet, can be seen in the background. So, just rewatch that scene. So I broke it down for you to look for which scene specifically. Okay. All right. So that that is one. Just on the off chance you didn't notice. <laughs> Um, oh, and this one I totally forgot. Guillermo del Toro was originally um, producing and was going to originally direct a live action adaptation of Justice League Dark, but that is now going to be turned into, if I remember correctly, a TV show with J.J. Abrams helming it. Huh. For, I mean, exclusively for HBO Max. That's why I didn't want to mention it. So to the plot. Because we, uh, you, you got to go in a few. <laughs> um, all right, here we go with the plot. All over the world, people are suddenly beginning begin panicking as they start to see everyone around them as demonic monsters and end up killing innocents before members of the Justice League can stop them. Deliberating, um, deliberating about this strange outbreak, most of the League members um, come to the conclusion that magic must be involved in this. Despite his own past experience with magic, Batman express, expresses his um, skepticism and walks out. But as he returns to Wayne Manor to rest, he suffers a temporary blackout from a possession by a dead man, and then finds the word Constantine written all over the walls. Like um, etched. Like, what? Did it look like blood to you? Or was it just etched? I think it was probably because for I, some reason I, I, I try I try not to think I try not to think about that because it's like all right, where did Batman get the blood? If he cut himself, okay, where's the actual shit? I, I try not to think about these things with, with animation anymore. <laughs> um, but at the start of this, this is where we saw Hawkman, John Stewart, and Aquaman in um, in this, and I know you're thinking, where's how? And they don't mention where the hell's Hal Jordan. They don't. They don't mention. Yeah, they don't say where he went. They don't know how why why it changed out. Why there's a different Green Lantern. They don't say how Hawkman, Martian Manhunter came to the team. You just have to go based off what you see in previous Justice League films. Mm-hmm. That is not connected to this universe. But back to the plot. We digress. In a flashback, occultist John Constantine and Jason Blood engage the three the demons three, the sons of Trigon in a poker game in Las Vegas for high stakes, um, offering his home, the House of Mystery, as part of the pool in exchange for a box of artifacts, including one called the Dreamstone. However, both parties are cheated at the game, and when Constantine exposes the demons at the trickery, they attack him. I mean, come on, they're the sons of Trigon, they're gonna attack him. Mm-hmm. Constantine um, unleashes Jason's alter ego, Etrigan the Demon, who defeated the Demons Three, but not before they swore revenge on him. Right, because uh, you know they weren't just going to be defeated like that. Yep. Um, Batman visits Zatanna after one of her performances and begins to ask about Constantine, who with whom Zatanna had a disappointing romantic history with. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna. Damon <laughs> um, possesses Batman once again and tells Zatanna that she needs to see John. Zatanna brings Batman to Constantine, but they are attacked by a magic whirlwind summoned by an unknown sorcerer. The trio narrowly manage to get inside John Constantine's house in time, where they are joined by Black Orchid, the spiritual embodiment of the house. The group. Spiritual. Gathers... Yes, she's the spiritual embodiment of the house. Okay. Um, you're gonna. It's a future spoiler, but um, she does something to Constantine that is that had me laughing. For I had to pause the movie in Justice League Dark um, Apocalypse War because of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. It, it's his own fault. Um, <laughs> um, the group gathers um, inside to share information, and after a quick discussion and somewhat of an argument between John and Zatanna, the they form a team to investigate the cause and the reason for the supernatural occurrences. The heroes visit a, ho- a friend of Constantine and Zatanna's named Richie Simpson, but outside the house where they find a shroud spirit of spirits of death um, waiting um, to collect Richie's soul upon um, his upcoming demise. The team is um, gain entry 
by Simpson, who is suffering uh, from magical cancer, and resent, and he's resentful of Constantine for abandoning him, abandoning him to his fate. Balones, um, Balones them the key of the Kishanti key. There is a funny exchange between Batman and the um, entity, where he's like, uh, oh, I, forgot, I forgot the fucking quote. It is, it is one of the best goddamn quotes for Batman. <laughs> uh. Let me pull it up. Um, for you who's, who's seen this, what did you think of Batman like just like interacting with all these fucking spirits in the first place? Yeah, I like... <laughs> first of all, I thought it was funny just because it was a very interesting situation because it's like finally there's kind of a situation in this where he's not prepared for this. And it's like, I think like it, it's a, it shows very good... A very good side of his character that isn't normally highlighted in things or in movies right uh but especially the ones that we've been seeing where he's like the more take charge like i'm the one in command of the situation but it's like you can tell that in this one he's out of his zone like he didn't even really believe in magic like at, even after that conversation they had in uh uh at the watchtower mm. and um and to see him kind of like not really belittle anybody, but like be really kind of quiet and observe. Like, re- like you can tell it's like him studying so that way he can in the future try to figure out how he's going to now counteract things like magic. Yeah. Whereas the same way that he had to learn how to basically counteract the other Justice League members, this is something new that it's like, okay, it's more information gathering and him trying to figure out what he can be useful for um, in this yeah. kind of- Go ahead. No, 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 that was, that was it. Okay. Um, this is one of the quotes. Um, this is between Black Orchid and Batman. This is not directly the scene that we wanted. Um, you exude pain. Your life is a patchwork of blackness with no time for joy. How do you cope with it? I have, I have a butler. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, that was a really good line. Um, key of Shanti. Constantine and Zatanna looked through one of the unwitting, um, unwitting ramp, unwittingly Rampage's memories for the cause of this frenzy and discovered that he he was possessed by an unknown entity wearing a strange ring. Batman, dead, dead man, Constantine and Zatanna narrowly managed to escape from this from the living. It, it, it is a monster full of shit. All right. Yeah, it is a literal shit monster. I was I was surprised, but I was like, okay, like shit monster. This is the rated R one. Let's watch it. Yeah. Um. Zatanna defeated um, proceeds to destroy the monster. Returning to Richie's home to identify the ring, the man's memory, the, the team finds um, him about to die. With blood nearby, Batman revives Richie uh, with an adrenaline shot to the chest, but he quickly falls into a coma. After being brought to the House of Mystery for interrogation, Blood tells the team that he did not attempt to hurt Richie, but was looking for a way into the House of Mystery to find the Dream Stone. He reveals that in his old time, the heir of King Arthur, the stone was created by a sinister uh, magician uh, naming himself Destiny, who sought to conquer the land. Blood fought Destiny and managed to cleave the stone in two, banishing the sorcerer, but he was mortally wounded himself. Merlin, um, anticipating the de- that Destiny was only temporarily defeated, fused Blood with his demonic servant, Etchigan. To battle the um, the evil magician once the Dreamstone will resurface, Richie reawakens and names Felix Faust as his as his assailant before falling back to sleep. Son of a bitch. Hmm. The group locates Felix Faust's um, observatory with the help of Swamp Thing, who does who also does not like Constantine. Shocking. That's from Jason. What? Somebody yeah. doesn't like Constantine. Um, when they infiltrate Faust's lair, the wizard battles the team but is ultimately defeated by Zatanna. However, Faust is found to have no involvement in hurting Richie. Richie awakens and is revealed to have the other piece of the Dreamstone, which he has been using it to keep his cancer in remission. He apparently destroys Black or- Orchid, but then is seemingly killed when the Dreamstone brings Destiny back to life. Destiny declares himself a god, then destroys the house and departs to sink the United States into chaos. Zatanna saves the group, but passes out from the exertion. The Justice League tries to fight Destiny, but only for them to get um, perceived as demonic threats. Um, 
So each one, each one of the Justice League members get possessed. That um, Superman is easy because I mean he, he's weak against magic. Like, duh. <laughs> um, perceive uh, each other as perceived as demon, uh, demonic threats. Etrigan attacks Destiny, but is separated um, from Jason Blood, and Jason Blood and Etrigan are now two different holes. Constantine summer summons. Um, Swamp Thing and tricks him into fighting um, Destiny, while Batman and Zatanna recover um, and the recovers Zatanna disable the Justice League. However, this is you know well, I wait to the I wait to the review I wait to the review. <laughs> um, we get a good we get an awesome exchange between um, Green Lantern and um, Batman. Yep. Um, hence the the Batman Arkham Knight reference. Um, yeah. Destiny defeat. However, Destiny defeats Swamp Thing by ripping Alec Holland's remains from his body. Constantine tricked Destiny into bringing him and Dead Man within the protective shield, allowing Blood to wound Destiny with Etrigan's sword. Before Constantine, Batman, and Blood destroy the Dreamstone and Destiny's body's leaving Richie's. Um, um, Destiny's body leaving Richie, whose soul is dragged into hell by the Shroud spirits. See, call back. Yeah. Um. Right afterwards, Blood succumbs to his mortal wound during um, his first battle with De- um, Destiny back in the King um, Arthur era. Um, Zatanna, Constantine, and Etrigan then um, go on later on film buries Blood's body near the place of his old village back in um, England. Um, before Etrigan leaves for parts unknown, Zatanna agrees to join um, the Justice League and offers Constantine a position as well. Constantine did turn it down, claiming that Batman wouldn't want him on the team, but finds out it was Batman's idea. <laughs> See, Batman always has a plan. He always has a plan. He And if he doesn't, you better think he's thinking of one right now. Yep. Batman, um, the two, then return to the now rebuilt, re, reboot, rebuilt House of Mystery, taking their first step to having a restored relationship. And Deadman is also implied to have a relationship with Black Orchid, who is not actually dead. Yeah, like it, it seems like that, and then it's just like, nope, not dead. And that is Justice League Dark. Du, 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 du. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Go eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm gonna go right into it. All right, like this, this pissed me off. All right, the okay. Jason, the Jason Blood one. Okay, I can understand. I mean, because I'm mean, like, Jason Blood fought him before, so yeah. it makes sense for Destiny to rip him apart, rip him and um, Etrigan apart. Yeah, I was just like, damn, like that sucks because I would have liked to see that character more, but it does make sense story wise. Okay, but I considered what he did to fucking Swamp Thing a Deus Ex Machina of some fucking sort. Right? Like, what the fuck was that? Like, how the fuck could they just kill him that quick, man? That makes no fucking sense. Swamp Thing is technically more powerful than Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, like, he was whipping his ass around and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, he just grabs his, like, like, incorporeal body and pulls that shit out? Or not incorporeal, but, like, his freaking, uh, like, in the middle of, yeah, his spirit or whatever the fuck. However you want to explain that. Point is that was way too like easy of a kill somehow. Oh no, and too very fucking convenient. But um, this, I'll just say this is not the last time you see a swamp thing. Okay. And I will explain his appearance in a future movie. Okay. Um, but it's it's. Uh, this is why I get out. Um, this uh, right off the bat, this movie gets. A 3.5 out of 5. No, 3.8. Okay. A three, here's why I get to 3.8. You bring... You do have heavy hitter actors on here. Camilla Luddington, Matt Ryan, Nicholas Totoro, Roger R. Cross, um, and Alfred Molina, who... And Jeremy Davies. These, these are like... Jamie Davies, if I remember correctly, he is an Oscar-nominated actor. Alfred Molina is also Oscar-winning and nominated actor. Um, so in Nicholas Totoro as well. So you already you have 
the pedigree behind this. Matt Ryan, um, he was on criminal. It was supposed to be a Criminal Minds spinoff that he was in. That was the first time I ever saw him. Was a Criminal Minds spinoff. Huh. And he was a sniper of all things. <laughs> yeah, but he played the role perfectly. Um, huh? and, and him as Constantine. I'm sorry. Keanu Reeves is the American version of Constantine. Oh yeah. He is. He's not. He's not the British version. Um, hell, all the characters are the American versions of the comic characters. The TV show used um, Chaz is originally British in the comics, but in the TV show he's American, while Constantine himself is British, and he does talk about his time living in the UK, being in a punk, a successful punk band, believing that band. Um. He is bisexual. Mm-hmm. You'll see more of that. You'll hear more of that in a future movie, especially who he, in, especially who he slept with. Oh yeah, and I already had that part spoiled for me, but I do know what you're talking about on that one. I'll just say this for you guys: he was the bottom. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. He was the bottom, but he is currently uh, in Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, he's just fucking people left and right. Seriously, they ask, "Where is he?" He comes from like whatever timeline he's from. He was like, "He's like, oh, I was just sowing some oats, nigga. We know what you're doing. We was no, we know what you was doing, Constantine. You don't have to lie. Just say you was you was banging somebody in the 1960s. That's all you have to do. But that's 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 the TV show version. But um, Matt Ryan is is definitively um Constantine. Jason Amara, I, I I still enjoy him as Batman. Um, Camilla Ludington, I played one Tomb Raider game. I have not seen uh, Grey's Anatomy, and I'm not planning on seeing Grey's Anatomy. I re- but I do remember her on True Blood. Oh, okay. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm like, if you remember her from True Blood, I'm like, I think I know why you remember her. <laughs> Mr. Skin account. <clears throat> I love Mr. Skin. I had HBO at the time. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it says more about you on this one. <laughs> I uh, never had no account. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I believe you. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. You ain't got no. Right. Nobody got no. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I would have liked, and I understand Batman sells, but you could have easily put Wonder Woman in here. Um, in here, he gave uh, Rosario Dawson more to do. You could have like show, and we see Superman and Wonder Woman's breakup in this movie as well. Yes, we do. Um, so I would have it. It would have played nice into this having um, Wonder Woman have to fight her ex boyfriend, who is she now knows. Oh, well, she already knows that he's weak against magic, but this will also enhance it more. You get you get more depth that not depth, but more depth. D e p h a on t h depth. Um, of the fact that you have the most powerful fucking being taken over by a fucking entity that Etrigan couldn't defeat. Excuse me. And also, you can still include Batman. Show him that he can't be possessed. That Dead Man had a hard time um, possessing him. All monsters, um, spirits are afraid of Batman. Spirits are afraid of Batman. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. Like, uh, Deadman didn't have any problem, like, possessing almost anybody else in the movie except for Batman. Straight up, just like, oh shit, this guy's, like, mind is strong. And and torn. And, yeah. And, and like I said, callback. From Blab, Bad Blood, when he was mind, he was, he was mind controlled. Mm-hmm. Hence why nobody can barely control his mind now. It's a callback. Okay. <laughs> And like Dick said, he's been through so much trauma in his life. It's gonna be a hard time to keep his um, the, um for anyone to take over his mind. This yeah. Is a callback, and there's and there's gonna be another callback in a future DC movie to his mind controlness. Ooh. Um, but despite um the swamp thing, the swamp thing thing just took me out. As soon as we got to it, it just took me out. Yeah, I was just like, damn, that sucks. But it's like I wasn't even thinking that sucks for the for the movie. I was just like, that sucks in general. Like I didn't like that. Um 
I like the comic book. I really don't need the Constantine and Zatanna relationship. I really don't. That took me out, and, and plus it sets up for fridging in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to have Dr. Fate in here. It would have been cool to have Dr. Fate. Um, well, Apparently- no, Nobu. Um, Nobu, who... Well, that is a whole episode in itself. I, I'll explain the Dr. Fate history. <laughs> I don't want to take up the time of the review on this. I would, I would like to know more on it. Let- okay. Um, Etrigan was. It makes sense. Um, this is not the. And also, this is not the last time you see Etrigan the Demon. Um, but yeah, that is that is my review. And I love the fact that Jerry O'Connell returns again. Oh yeah, my boy. <laughs> well, Superman here. But yeah, three point eight. Um, the reason why is, once again the reason for the three point eight. I like the story. It's the technically the second rated, um, the first rated R movie within this animated movie verse, but mm-hmm. second overall. Um, so it's definitely not for kids. Um, the first time we get to see Dead Man in an animated, um, in an animated feature. Yeah, I was surprised. Like I've seen him before, but when I saw him actually on screen, I was just like, I don't think I've ever seen him animated. Um, so pretty much, this is the first time we actually getting other characters besides the main Justice League core members, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. And it's and also the reason why the the down point is the fact that this is John Stewart's first animated feature film being put in anything, and it's an ensemble film that was that barely has him in in the first place. Huh. And then on top of that, it is also and this is future. It's uh, I'm not gonna say I keep on saying future spoilers, but. I don't like the representation for Jon Stewart in this animated movie verse. As much as I, I like how Jordan, I seriously feel they dropped the ball on this one. They could have just introduced um, Jon at the, like, the, the, yes, taking out Cyborg, but you could have introduced Jon Stewart in war. Mm, okay. And then, and there has been Justice League features where, I mean, animated um, um, shows where it was Jon and Hal together on the league. I would have loved to saw that that dynamic between them two working together. Hmm. Yeah, that would that would have been really cool to observe for sure. But um, he he gets shortchanged. Yes, he got the most dialogue, but he still got shortchanged. I still feel to me, I feel. Um, so that's why I guess the three point eight. Um, it's still a strong story, and I like um, J.M. Dematisse's work. Um, besides that, Clone Saga. But that's a Marvel thing. This, this is DC. All right, we rep at DC today. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that is my review. Three point eight. Chris, I I would I would put it for myself at a four point two. Okay. I put it at a four point two because I I very much enjoyed the concept. I really appreciated um like the the all the time that it must have taken to do all of the kinds of like magical effects and everything they did in this like i'm thinking about uh, the work that went behind animating like just the the fight with what was it what was it um the first magician that they that they went to go see felix faust yes um when just that fight alone i was just like wow the way that they're representing magic in this is crazy so that that kind of sparked a new interest in this in me because i hadn't seen much of that kind of stuff in this yet mm-hmm. and uh i that i really appreciated but the thing keeping me from giving it like a four point five would be the honestly the swamp thing of it all. <laughs> I was just like I get like ah uh, like I want to get it, but I, it, does, it still doesn't sit right with me. Like that lost points for me, but not enough to where I could say that I didn't enjoy the movie overall because that was honestly one of the better ones that I've seen out of here so far. And there you. A 4.2 for Christian and a 3.8 for me, which is part of the course to this all. And I think they're are kind of like pretty close to parallel. Close, but you've been giving it more fours than I have. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like relative to what you give yours and I give mine, I think our if you put them on a graph, they're practically kind of parallel. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, next up in our reviewness, just uh, <laughs> I was gonna jump the gun. No, 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 no. Teen Titans versus 
Oh my God. Titans Judas contract, baby. Yes, there we go. The Judas. Who that's? Uh, my mind is fried. We're just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. My mind is legit fried. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, thank you for uh, hopefully watching along with us. We encourage you to watch along next week. I mean, listen, we, we don't have a video just yet. Or well, watch along with the movie series is what I mean. Yep. And follow me on Twitch. Desi <laughs> is dead. Desi is dead on Twitch. And uh, hopefully coming soon because I've been trying to like get my OBS thing to work today. Uh, <laughs> Damon Lama writer on Twitch. There you go. And we'll... Till the next episode. To the back. <laughs> <laughs>